tip of the tongue, the teeth, the lips. Tip of the tongue, the teeth, the lips. <laughs> <laughs> Hello uh, everyone and welcome back Chirpers. This is episode eight of What You Chirping Now For with me. No, it's not. It's episode nine. Okay, can we do it? No. (laughs) Oh man. This is episode eight. Because I literally looked earlier. Oh no, yeah, it's episode nine. Oh man. Okay, well, with me, Ella Bourne and me, Georgia Ralph. So this week we have a few exciting things to talk about. We are adding in a new feature. Can I pause you? Yes. Well, I just did. Um, I Before you say anything, I want to say, listeners, can we all give a round of applause to our very own Miss Ella Bourne, who <laughs> has absolutely nailed her new job and has already got a little promotion. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, thank well, you. Thank you very much. Mate. Thanks. That was actually something that um is actually quite interesting to talk about because I don't know where to start. So essentially I've been there since middle of August, starting mm-hmm. as a production executive. And then the other day I got promoted to a junior production manager, which if you're in the events world is pretty fast to get that. So I'm super, super excited. However, this is what I want to talk about. Oh. About an hour after I got promoted, Ralph was actually one of the first people to message, message say, guess what, I've got promotion. But within an hour, I got major imposter syndrome. I was like, I've only been there five months. I don't deserve this position. Like, I can't do it. Like, I'm not good enough. Why have I got this? Why me? Like, it was really intense. And Ralph, you gave some really amazing advice. Oh, no. Do you want to relay that advice? Um, I can't remember what I said, if I'm honest. Can't you? Let's have a look at my, let's have a it look. Was, it was really wholesome because, you know, when, when you just feel like so out of your depth and you think like, oh my gosh, are they sure they've picked the right person? And felt guilty for almost having this role. And I was like, how does this, how can I do this? But Ralph just had some amazing advice, which I think she's ready to share. Yeah, well, I think one thing is they wouldn't have chosen you to get promoted if they didn't Mm. think you're ready for it especially this early on even more so this early on you know if you'd been in the job for years and they felt like oh god we actually we have to give us something then fair enough but the fact that you've progressed so far uh in such a short space of time shows you that you're doing a good thing um but yeah I just said along the lines of um don't put yourself down you shouldn't just say you said a few good like really good points that really changed my perspective so I think read everything that you said okay you just want me to read it out said I think when you're like us young keen motivated you want to impress everyone and do everything but I think a valuable valuable lesson in the working world is that you can't always do that sometimes you have to manage expectations about what you can realistically get done so you're allowed to say no to people which will feel so wrong, but it's better than saying yes to everything and not being able to get it done or not being able to put 100, 110% into that task and then leading to you being burnt out. So then I just said, you'll get it all, you'll work it all out. And that's the point of being young. How amazing is that advice? Especially just off the back, you need to pick up your phone, you think, oh, I just got to reply to this. So come out with that advice is pretty impressive, if you ask me. So, 
definitely needed to hear that. So thanks for that advice. Also, one of the first things you said was, yeah, slay or keep slaying. And I was like, oh my God, that's such like a oh, person thing to say. <laughs> slay queen. <laughs> also, I've just read in that uh, series of messages that I sent you, I also sent you a little message to say that my boss listened to our podcast. Yeah, this, oh my God, this blew my mind. I, I can't... Yeah. I can't. Well, he asked me in the office about what podcasts I listen to and what I'm interested in and I was you know telling him about crime podcasts I listen to and things and I sat there and I thought do I tell him or do I not and I thought he's never gonna listen so I may as well tell him and I told him and yeah the next day we went for a drink after work and he said oh I listened to your podcast last night it was really good I was really impressed with it I was thinking, oh, oh really hope I didn't say something I shouldn't have. Yeah, did, you, did you listen to the one where he said, oh, I've taken on a lot of work? <laughs> no, he said he was quite impressed because uh, I said something along the lines of that I was really enjoying work and really getting into it and feeling really productive. Oh, really? So he's like, oh, I feel quite good about that. That's a very good one of him to listen to then. That's good. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how I would cope because... My bosses know that I have a, like, I'm part of a campaign, but they don't know about the podcast. And I'm really scared they're just going to, like, stumble across it and listen to it. Not that I say anything bad, but, you know, it's just like that. Yeah. It's not embarrassment, but it's like secondhand embarrassment. Like, oh, what did you think? That's what it is. When you said that your boss listened to it, I was like, ah! And I was thinking about the random points where we start singing or making weird noises. Like, I'm sure he hasn't heard me do that yet in the office. (laughs) That's the thing. Yeah, it's like, it's breaking that barrier between like inside of work and outside of work, isn't it? But to be fair, my bosses are super, super supportive. Like when I told them about uh, getting on the committee, everyone was buzzing. I got so many messages of people going, congratulations, this is amazing. And then today they've asked me to write a small piece, like a paragraph and a picture of me to put in their newsletter. They're like, yeah, we're buzzing for you. Yeah, so, so they're really cool. supportive. So I know if, if they did find out, they'd be like, we love it, well done, that kind mm. of stuff. Oh, lovely. Just, yeah. I feel like we've had a long uh, beginning this week, <laughs> but what I was going to ask you is how's your week been? Um, Yeah, it's it's been good. Obviously, the main highlight was the job promotion. Very excited about that. Um, so that's my highlight of the week. Um, my low light of the week is going to be... Hmm. I don't know. Probably still the traffic, as I mentioned last week, because I still can't get into work, and it's just really annoying. Because I want to be in there in the office mm. with everyone and having a good old chin wag, and yeah. So that's really my yeah. my low light. What about that's you? Um. Yeah, I've had quite an odd week actually. It's been quite taxing on the brain. I feel like I've I had to think a lot and. Yeah, it's been, it's, I mean, it's not been a bad week, but I feel like my brain has been whirring away quite a lot this week. Um, okay. So I'd probably say that, well, from from that being the case, I've realised I do need to spend a bit more time to myself. So this week I sort of said mm. to, to friends, I was like, do you know what? I don't really want to make too many plans this week because I feel like I just need to be by myself mm. and do some me things. Um my highlight of the week, though, is going to be... Oh, what is my highlight? I'll start with my low light. My low light was, as I said on the last podcast, that I went out for dinner with... Well, I was 
planning oh, to yeah. friends. Yeah, well, I must have worn the wrong jeans that like do into my belly. And so oh. after I'd eaten, I just felt like, you know, when your belly goes really crampy. Yeah. Right? And I was, I was, it was a bit disappointing. Um, but I still enjoyed catching up with everyone. And so that's probably going to be my highlight, just catching up okay. with friends. Uh, that was quite nice. I hadn't really seen them since before Christmas. So um, a nice long catch up. Oh, it's very nice. Yeah, I get I get the jeans thing. There's nothing worse when you go out to dinner, you're wearing a tight pair of jeans and you sit down, your belly hangs over and you think, oh, just give me some space. Yeah, I, I had to pop in, in the end. Oh, that's the sign of a good meal. If the bottom gets popped and the zip goes down, you've yeah. eaten well. Yeah. <laughs> you're enjoying yourself. We um We started a new little tongue twister edition last week, but our podcast only went out today. Uh, and mm. again, we're really prepared. So we haven't had time to listen to any voice recordings, if anyone even does send any in. Um, but we've got a new tongue twister. So I'm going to challenge you to try this one first, Borny. Okay. So you've got to say, I wish to wash my Irish wristwatch. I wish to wash my Irish wristwatch. Yeah. Oh my life, you're having me on. <laughs> I can't do that. Okay. I wish to wash my Irish wristwatch. <laughs> okay, now faster. I don't know if I can do it faster. I wish to wash my Irish wristwash. I wish to... <laughs> I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> You've got this. You've got this. Okay. I wish to wash my Irish wristwatch. <laughs> <laughs> the face you put so on. Well. <laughs> This is a hard that one. That's so hard. Go on, you try. So it's, I wish to wash my Irish wish watch. <laughs> it's helping me because I've got it written down so I can kind of read, yeah. but it's still hard. I wish to wash my Irish wish watch. I wish to wash my Irish wish watch. I wish to wash my Irish wish watch. <laughs> I don't think. I think that's quite it. No. I wish to wash my, I wish to wash my Irish No. <laughs> I wish to wash my Irish rust. No, rust. I, I wish, wish to wash my Irish wristwatch. Your face is. Your lips are really moving. I wish to wash my Irish wristwatch. I... <laughs> That's hard. If people can do that, I'll be very impressed. Yeah, I am looking forward to hearing people send these in because um, yeah, that's a good one. So am I. Also, the other thing that I was going to bring back from uh, last week's podcast was I talked about this balsamic vinegar thing to make non-alcoholic yes. hymns. So I tried this last night and it was actually nice. I was so quite did it taste like Did it taste like Pims or did it taste like Coke? It tasted more like Pims than it did Coke. Okay. But I feel like you can get... If you just had lemonade with, I put cube, cucumber and raspberries in it, I feel mm. like that would have done just the same job that the, maybe I need to try it without the balsamic vinegar and just the lemonade and the fruit. And then I need to try it with the addition because mm. I felt like I could get the same thing without the balsamic vinegar. Oh, okay. But it was nice. I will give you that. It was nice, okay, which surprised Did- me a lot. Is it going to be a drink that you reach for and think, oh, I'm just going to whack out the, the balsamic vinegar? Do you know what? I would drink it again. If it was the summer when I was driving, I would drink it again. It. Yeah. 
You heard it here first. It's your garden party this year. Take the balsamic vinegar with you. Yeah. No drinking and driving to be had this year. Oh, hell no. Any year it should be happening, but there you go. That's your cure. There you go. Balsamic vinegar is the way forward. Who knew? Who knew? And I've got another rogue rogue story to tell you. Please share. Um, Just before we started this, I was just, you know, scrolling through TikTok and okay. I saw a clip from this morning where I couldn't believe this. This woman was marrying her duvet. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some things like that before. Yeah. What? <laughs> and she had a boyfriend. Like, how does this boyfriend feel? She's marrying her duvet. I've seen things where, like, they're marrying a ghost or they're marrying, like, a piece of furniture, a car. Like, it's very bizarre. They even had a wedding planner. I love that. Imagine me the wedding planner. How do you do that? Well, how do you say I do as a duvet? I don't know. Maybe someone jumps inside it and goes, I do. Probably like a boyfriend. Because <laughs> <laughs> surely as a boyfriend, you're thinking, hold on a minute. Something's not right here. Well, I, I know. That's what I thought. And apparently it's a single duvet. But when she gets married to it, it's going to turn into a double duvet. But then that's surely a whole different duvet. That's a different duvet, yeah. So I, I couldn't get my head around that. And Maybe also, that. surely that means she's cheating on her boyfriend or she's cheating on her fiancé. Well, apparently her boyfriend's okay with it and she knows that the duvet's okay with it. How? <laughs> She said, you know, they're happy to share. Okay. <laughs> that is bizarre. So if times get and... tough, Bonnie, you can always marry your duvet. <laughs> well, that's always good to know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how is that legal? Like a legal wedding? Oh, I don't know how legal it is. Okay. Surely it can't. Surely. Well, you would think so, wouldn't you? Well, I suppose you're giving the government money, so... I think it goes they're going, they're going, yeah, do it. Cheers. Mm. Oh my word. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So you Let's alluded move. at the beginning of today's episode that we have a new segment. Yes, I did. Highlights, like sports highlights of the week. Yeah. But this week, because it's our first one, we've got a fair few to to rattle through. Yeah, Ralph? I think it's been a, it's been a good and busy week for sport in a really good and positive way most of the time. Um, mm-hmm. So one of the big pieces of news that came out this week was Wales football. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have agreed that both the men and women's football teams will have equal pay. So the men are taking a 25% pay cut from their original salary and the women are gaining a 25% uh, increase in their salary. So how good is that? Massive news. Amazing. Like, I honestly can't believe it. And honestly, fair play to the men. Yeah, exactly. Saying, like, wow, fair play. That's amazing. That's incredible. I was Mm. so happy when I I read that article. Yeah, because you can only do so much talking about it as... Like if you're a male, you're supporting the women going, yeah, they need this, they need that. But to actually physically not even take a 5%, 10%, 25% pay cut, that's a massive pay cut. I know they've got a lot of money and it's kind of nothing what it is, but it's still just that, um, yeah, amazing. Yeah. Well done. 
Brilliant. Yeah. Huge well done. Wait, round of applause. Do you have a news story to share? Yes. So this one that I saw was the Chris Eubank Jr. and Liam, I want to say Smith, Liam Smith fight. Um, so when they were doing their bit beforehand, you know, where they're like going, I'm better than you, that kind of, obviously not like that, but that kind of segment. Um, so Liam was like, you know, we've never seen you with a girl before. Like, if you want to say something, just say it. Um, alluding to the fact that Chris Eubank Jr. should admit that he's gay, whether he is or not, I don't know. Um, I think pretty sure he's got a kid. I don't know. Anyway, um, and he kept saying, "Never seen the girl." Like, what, what, what do you need to say? It kept like begging him to say something, trying to egg him on and that kind of stuff. And and Chris Eubank Jr. wasn't really having any of it. And fair play to him. Like, well done. And then at his next, um, what do you call it? They come out and. Do you know what? You would think I would know about all this boxing stuff because I did one. And I still um, don't know what it's all called. <laughs> then he came out. I think he did the way in. forget about that. Yeah, wild times. Um, but then he came out and did the, the way in and he came out in a rainbow uh, armband. Mm. Obviously supporting. And I think it said something on it. I want to say one love. I don't know. I really thought I told this story well. I've absolutely butchered it. <laughs> um, but essentially, Liam was saying that... Chris was gay, but he was saying it in a way that kind of connoted to it being a negative thing. And then Chris Bank Jr. came out with the rainbow armband on, basically saying, F you. Loved it. Amazing. Well done, Chris Did you Jr. just say the word connoted? Yeah. I've never no, heard yeah. that word before. Don't you? Like, oh, for example, in English, you say red connotes the devil, sexy. No. That's... Oh, it, mean, it means that. Wow, I've learned something new. I did not know that. Never heard that word. <laughs> well, you're very welcome. Canute. I'm going to try and use that word tomorrow. Please do. And let me know how you how you fit it in. I'd love okay. to know. But yeah, going back to the story, well done, Chris Sorry, Eubank yeah. Jr. Um, because he did not... I don't know how to even word it. He basically stood up and I don't know whether he's gay or not. He doesn't have to say if he is or not, but no. just what I'm putting it to bed in a very yeah, classy that, way. That is really brilliant because, like you say, um, Liam was making it sound mm. was it Liam? yeah was making yeah. it sound uh, like it was a bad thing, and he's just yeah. gone. Well, do you know what? Actually, it doesn't whether I'm gay, whether I'm not yeah. gay. He's not even said what he is, and he doesn't yeah. need. To, but he's just gone. And what if I was? What are you gonna do about yeah, it? Yeah, because that that Liam was almost like laughing, like, "Oh, like we all know what that means." Like, so, <laughs> what's your point? Like, yeah, the thing that's is, a brilliant standpoint, yeah. especially at a weighing. Because mm. Chris Eubank could have really... been like, "No, I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not going." Like, and just made it like a, "Well, no, what like we want about?" But they actually, he could. I don't care whether you think that or not. Which is an amazing kind of stance to take on such a public platform. So yeah. well done. Did you when you did your boxing? Uh, mm. Did you have to do a big weigh-in thing and get in each other's faces? Um, so we did the weigh-in, but not in front of people. Okay. Um, so, but so we did that, but then we had to. So essentially, what happened was, um, you weigh yourself at the very start and weigh yourself at the end, mm-hmm. um, and then everyone stood there, like all the contestants, and then people come and watch it as well. And then they call out your names, you know who you're going to fight. And then you have to walk up and then you have to get solo shots. And then you have to get shots like opposite each other, staring each other out. <laughs> oh, really awkward. Did mm. you, did you, were you feisty at all or? 
Well, I didn't really have a foot to stand on because she was about 5'10 and I'm 5'3. So the oh. photo is literally me looking up at her and she's literally like her, she's literally over the top of me. <laughs> so oh, I was like thinking, I'm about to get a batter in thinking, oh my life. <laughs> yeah, not good. And also she weighed like over 10 kg heavier than me, which for a very novice fight is to be that much taller, that much heavier. Yeah. So when, I, when it got called out, I was like, R.I.P. Ella. Not good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I don't think I'd like to do that. I think that weigh-in situation, I would, mm. A, I'd get the giggles, and mm. B, I think it would freak me out a little bit. In my, in my photo, you can see me got like a smile on my face and she's like deadpan. Because I'm looking at her <laughs> thinking, you're quite tall, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Because literally, I remember on the first day, my first ever training session, she actually gave me a lift over there. And um, you had to go on pairs and they paired you up randomly. And you had to hold onto each other's shoulders. And then from there, you had to try and jab each other. So she was holding onto mine and I couldn't even reach her. <laughs> and I went back, I went low to this day, I couldn't even reach her. Ha ha ha. And then I ended up fighting her. And that was a bit of reality of it. Mm. That's scary. <laughs> yeah. I really good. wish I was there at your fight day. No. Should have flown back from Oz for that. You should have. It, it was too fair. It was a very good night. Yeah. Very good night. Mm. Right, you sent me another story as well this week. Do you want to talk about that I one? I did. Yes. So, um, Coco Guaf, I hope I'm saying the last name correctly, um, from the United States, beat Emma Raducanu this week. And so Coco is a very, very talented upcoming tennis player. Um, and do you know what? I actually found out about this because... Um, I was scrolling through TikTok and she came up and she was there like dancing, like just go on. And I was like, okay. And I Googled it and all this story was coming out and I was like, oh, nice. Yeah. So she's, I think she must be about 21 now. So to be 21, no, no, not 21. That's a lie. 18. Yeah, about 18, I reckon. She's younger than Emma Radicanu, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. So to be that young and in a competition against all those talented people and women winning obviously not won the tournament yet but winning is amazing that's a big win against Emma Raducanu as well I mean sad yeah. for us but that is a big mm. win like imagine um, being Coco right now you're on top of the world oh. and also for a girl that young with a future so massive well done Coco whoop whoop round of applause yeah on a big stage like that mm. you're either gonna bomb it and do rubbish or have a performance like that that's mm. that's how you want to enter yeah the world of tennis isn't it yeah in the Australian Open to do that yes please don't mind if I do don't mind if I do do not mind if I do um complaints what's this complaints message that you sent me <laughs> okay I'm, so I'm I text Ralph and I said I want to talk about complaints And I'm going to give you a backstory as to why I want to talk about this. But I think it's a really, really interesting question that kind of splits generations. And I know we've got quite a variety of listeners. So I'm really interested to see what they say as well. Okay. So I don't know if you noticed, but I got my hair done. I did notice. Um, So it was longer. I did want it cut shorter. Not this short, but that's fine. We make it work. You know, I can make it work. Um, But my major issue, right. So my hair before this, I did dye. I box dyed it red. 
Um, and it was fine, whatever. But because the ends were blonder to start with, they, they started to go pink and looked like a lighter red. I wasn't vibing. And I thought my brother's engagement party on Saturday. And I thought, right, get them up sorted. Let's start looking nice. So I said to the hairdresser, like, what would you suggest? I just kind of want it to go back to my brown colour, um, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, I'm not dyeing it brown, but I'll put blonde highlights in it. And I was like, oh, but blonde and red, that's kind of going to clash. No, no, I'll make it look good. I'll do this, this, this. And I was like, look, you're the hairdresser. I've been with her for quite a few years. I thought, I trust you. Fine, go for it. Okay, this is not a vibe. It's not a vibe. I hate it. Absolutely hate it. It's gone this, like... It's not blended nicely. Just like I've got chunks of red, chunks of blonde. I hate it. But I can't part of it see is... it in this light. But yeah, to to be fair, it's one of those things that like you have to kind of wash your hair a few times after the hairdressers to get it's like the color to be right. So I've already washed it once. I'm I like it slightly more. Anyway, this isn't really the, the real thing. I then mum's texted me was going send me some pictures. I want to see what your hair looks like. And I went no, I hate it. It's horrible. And mum also goes to the same hairdresser and she was like, well, tell her that you don't like it and go back and, and she'll like redo it for you. And you won't have to pay because like, if you don't like how it's turned out, that's like, you know, it's a normal thing to say, no, blah, blah, blah. And I went, oh my God, no, I'm not complaining. Like I sat there to her face and told her I loved it. I'm not going to then text you and go, I hate it. <laughs> and she was like, yes, if you're not happy with it, you pay, it was very expensive, more expensive than it's ever been, almost double. So I was fuming at that as well. So I was not in a good mood. And she was like, yeah, but you paid all that money. You want it to look nice. You don't like the t- how it's turned out. You need to say something. Then, you know, she can fix it. And I went, I will never complain. I sat in that chair and she goes, do you like it? And I went, I absolutely love it. Thank you so much. As if she changed my life. I was acting <laughs> like I just won the X Factor to her. And I came out and I was like, what is she done? Um, so, yeah. So my question is, in those situations, whether it's restaurant, a bad haircut, do you ever complain? Because I never will. No, I don't. And I think, especially with hairdressers, I think that's such a hard one because it's so mm-hmm. personal. And you're literally sat in a chair and they ask you if you like it. How can you say to someone's face who's just done their almost their artwork, their job, what they're supposedly absolutely incredible mm-hmm. at? And you go, no, I don't like it. I, I just, I would not be able to do that. And also, it took her four hours. So I'm not going to turn around and go, do another four, please. Oh, jeez. But also, I, for my friend's wedding, um, one of the other bridesmaids was a hairdresser. And so I used to ask her questions of, you know, do you get many people say they don't like it? And she sort of said, oh, a few people, but not many. Um, But she said that she prefers someone say that they don't like it and she can fix it than someone to say that they like it and not actually like it. Yeah, but my thought behind that is, like, whether it's a hairdresser or, like, someone who works in a restaurant, like a waiter, like, these people, if you make one bad comment, this could ruin their day. And you don't know what they're going through. Like, that's how I feel. Because I think, like, when I used to work in retail uh, or, like, any kind of job where you work with customers, like, if they have a go at you, I will literally go home and cry. Like, I hated it. So for me to think of putting someone in that position, yes. I would literally, I would never do it. No, so I, like, I, we, went, I couldn't. we went to Turkey and I had about three or four long black hairs in my food. And I went, I'm just not going to eat it. I put it to the side and Adam was like, no, we need to say something to the waiter because this isn't right. And I went, I'm I, no, I'm not saying anything. 
I'm now sorry. that's where yeah. I'm slightly different. If 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 my food came and I didn't like it or it wasn't quite right, I probably wouldn't say anything. But if mm. I had hairs in it, and especially three or four hairs in it, oh, I would they were long and thick and black. If there was one hair, I'd probably just pull it out and you know. Mm. But if it was three or four, I think I would say, excuse me, there's mm. loads of hair in this. And it's obviously not mine because I am ginger. Mm. Um, and the worst thing yeah. was, I was only about like, I started digging around. I only got through like a half of it, like a quarter. So I don't know what's in the rest of it. But like the guy came over and Adam was like, mate, look, it's in her food. She's not going to eat it. She's put off. Like, I'm not paying for it. And they were like, well, we've not done it. Like proper kick, like shout on Adam in the restaurant. Adam was like, mate, like you don't need to get angry at me. Like, I'm just saying it's it's not edible. It's obviously not come from a very hygienic place. I'm not yeah. paying for that food. And and then um, he was like, oh, well, it's obviously, obviously flown in from the sea and, and gotten her food. And Adam was like, so you're telling me on the journey of you putting the plate, putting on her plate, black hairs have come in from the sea, gone underneath the food and are just sitting there. And he goes, yep. And Adam was like, you're having me on, you're having me on. And then another waiter came over and he goes, oh, what's the matter? Adam explained it, he goes, oh, so someone has a haircut in your food? And we were like, find like a joke. And we laughed and was like, oh, I'm really, really yeah. sorry. Like, that's all you need to do. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I will not complain. I was like, it's fine. Don't worry about yeah. it, guys. <laughs> I am on a wavelength. And I think you're right in that it probably is a bit of a generation thing. Because my nana, God, mm. I love her so much. But we could go anywhere for food and she'll find something to call the way through <laughs> and be like, excuse me, this isn't right. And I cringe so much when it happens. Yeah. I, oh, I hate being there when she says something. <laughs> there was, so there was one time we, uh, we took her out for her birthday. Really nice steak place. Like food was absolutely <laughs> incredible. She finished the plate, like finished everything. <laughs> And when the waiter came round at the end and said, oh, was everything all right for you? She goes, oh, it was a bit chewy, actually. And we were like, you've eaten everything. <laughs> I think it is generational. I will never complain. My parents, if something's wrong, they'll say something. But I will never, ever, ever, ever. I think it. I think a lot of people in our age category are very similar. Because a lot of my friends, like they're like, oh, no, I'll, I'll never complain. Mm-hmm. It could be the worst thing I've ever eaten. I could be choking. <laughs> and having a poisonous meal and be like, fantastic, please serve more. Um, <laughs> I just don't want to offend people. I think that's it. Yeah, relatable content. Yeah. Okay, what are three self-care things you've done this week? Three self-care things? Well, so actually this is probably one of my low lights is that my hockey game got cancelled on Saturday. Um, mm. And I was a bit gutted about that. Um and so I ended up having a weekend of absolutely nothing on, which is really rare for me. Mm. So I did a 15k walk with one of our friends, Lil. Nice, nice. Which I really enjoyed and it was really needed. And I like just being out in the fresh air. So I'd say that was one self-care thing. Nice. Um, I also sat and actually I had a nap had a nap after I got back from that walk. So that's my second self-care thing. Mm -hmm. I think that was really needed and I don't think I realised how much that was needed. And then I also sat and watched telly and put my phone down. In fact, I put it in a different room because I thought, you know what, I just want to not reply to anyone for a little bit and just enjoy this time watching telly and just properly relax because sometimes I find 
I'm watching telly or watching a program or something and I'm still flicking through my phone Mm. and it's just like you just you can't get away from anything then yeah no totally agree oh that's that's good very nice to hear what about you three things that you've done um I am trying to exercise more no matter the format Mm. and I've actually been doing it successfully and the reason being is because at work they have like a fitness group on Strava and it's not based on anything apart from time so you could literally do a half an hour run or a half an hour walk and you're going to be exact same space on the leader on the leaderboard um so I find that really encouraging actually because I don't feel like I'm being compared to anyone's time it's more like if I still do a 5k walk I've done 5k um whether that's in half an hour or, or an hour you've still done it um so I find that really motivating and it's actually encouraged me to do a lot more yoga because where the roads are so icy and where I'm just out of shape of running because I don't like it I'm not forced myself to go and run which is where I lose the habit of it quite a lot because I'm like oh I need to do all these runs and I'm like oh I can't or I'm not very good at it or I get myself down about it but because it's yoga I'm like oh it's inside half an hour yoga that's the same as someone else doing a half an hour swim half an hour run so it's not like I'm copying out I'm still doing the exercise so I'm actually doing and I'm enjoying it um and it feels so much like release like when you do it, it feels so nice. Um, so that's one thing, uh, which is good. Another thing, I've done a few face masks. Um, I'm doing a nighttime skincare routine, which sometimes when I'm really tired, I just kind of let slip. But I've been really strict on it recently. So feeling good about that. That's good. Um, and another thing is I actually haven't drank coffee in 23 days. Oh, Really? Yeah. yeah, and it, it's not like over January. Yeah, but it's it's not actually been on purpose. When me and Adam went to Poland, uh, I'd say Poland, Poland. Um, <laughs> um, like I had, a, I felt really, really poorly, and kind of, kind of whizzled everything out, and it worked out to be that it was coffee that's making me feel poorly. I think it's because I kind of went from drinking no coffee to three cups a day at work because oh. everyone else was, and it was there, and it's free <laughs> yeah. so I was like yeah and I, I love coffee so I was like yeah like three is fine and I think I was drinking it so much that my body's went Ella calm down you're not that girl um yeah so I just I just haven't had it just because I'm like oh, I don't want to feel like crappy again mm. so yeah coffee's, coffee's actually a big one I find that I I do limit myself to one cup a day mm. um I the other day at work I had two in a day and because it was just offered and I was like, mm. oh, it's free coffee. Um, and I was absolutely buzzing. I sat at my desk and I thought I should not do this again. That one, mm. one, like one proper coffee is is enough for me in a day, I think. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that I find is, you know, like the nine to five work day, I find like 3.30, I get into real like lull where I'm like, oh, I feel exhausted mm. no motivation to go further and that's when I'd have my third coffee of the day so I'd be like oh I do like in the morning 11 o'clock so just for lunch lunch to get a bit more oomph going and then three o'clock to try and get me through the rest of the day and then I don't sleep well and I'm like oh why am I so tired oh why do I, why's my body why's my tummy hurt why do I feel like this and I worked out yeah coffee is also I don't know if you've ever found this but coffee is quite a big one for making you feel quite anxious as well yeah which I've actually noticed about myself recently I'm like I've I've been feeling a lot more anxious I don't know why so that would make sense because I've not been feeling as bad yeah because I find I mean generally I'm fine but if I'm having a particularly more 
anxiety inducing day for whatever reason yeah and then I drink coffee as well I always find it so much worse than like I would have been fine without Mm. it but then it just adds that extra little buzz and you're kind of like oh this Mm. isn't actually necessary it's probably because it's it makes your mind not shut off because like I've been getting like worried about the little things for example you know when you have a conversation with someone and I could literally say oh how are you yeah good thank you yeah I'm good I'll then sit at home and go oh my god was that the wrong thing to say like and I'm never normally like that and I was like what on earth is going on and I haven't had that probably in about 23 days <laughs> so that would actually make a lot of sense I've had it in about a month so that really would add up there we go interesting you've just solved my uh because I've been concerned that I was developing anxiety or something because it's not really like me but maybe it's just what I've been putting into my body yeah interesting yeah it makes sense really does coffee is bad well I'm not- really glad we had that chat mm. me too do you feel do you feel at ease yeah I feel like I've got a lot of clarity in it because I, I like to have explanations to everything yeah like I'll get one spot and I'm like why like <laughs> I like to know the reasons behind things so for me it feels like a whole patch has just been cleared up there so thank go. you that shows right there the power of talking to people it does indeed even in your own brain would have been such a small and minute thing that you whilst it you know it wasn't eating away at you it was probably just this little thought that kept sort of popping and really Mm -hmm. emerging but actually just having a conversation with someone there you go exactly that all makes sense also, is it true that coffee has the same amount of caffeine as uh, tea? I don't know. Someone's told me before that tea has more caffeine and that, that just isn't true. To, I don't think that's true. I'm going to Google it. What has more caffeine, tea or coffee? I think it's a popular question. So tea leaves have around 3.5% caffeine in them, whereas unbrewed coffee only have one2 to 2.2%. Oh. So technically there's more caffeine in tea than coffee so it would have to be like proper tea leaved coffee and I oh. guess I guess it's dependent on how long you brew it for as well well I've just seen another answer it says the average tea average cup of tea contains about half as much as caffeine as the average average cup of instant coffee yeah well if you if you drink tea you're not buzzing are you you can have I can have multiple cups of tea a day whereas coffee yeah makes me a bit more so it's got to be coffee has more caffeine I would really think so yeah but I have heard someone say before that apparently tea does and I think that's only if you brew it for like 20 hours okay well I've I've just seen a thing where it literally says is tea better for anxiety than coffee and it says yes so that makes a lot of sense there you go speaking of sort of facts and odd little bits of knowledge so mm. there's a guy that I work with who's really positive all the time, which is great. Um, and so one of the other guys asked him today why he's positive all the time. And his mm. answer was, and I don't know how I feel about this answer, was okay. that humans live for less than a million hours. So you have less than a million hours in your life. Okay. I think well, he then Googled it. It was like 600,000 hours. Approx is the average lifespan. So I mean, that sounds like a hell of a lot to me. Oh, you think it sounds a lot? Okay. <laughs> I would think, wow, we've got that long. Yeah. 
Well, do you think that's his trouble? Well, it's kind of just like, because his take on this was you've only got that period of time, 600,000. In reality, if you had 600,000 grains of rice, Mm, like, you know, in Mm. proportion, um, and his take was that you've only got that long. So with every hour, even if it's a boring task, make it into something Mm. enjoyable. Whereas I just saw it as, you know, every time the clock hits the next hour, I'm going to think, oh, there goes another one. (laughs) (laughs) yeah no I think I mean I'm a very very visual person person so I think if you got all those grains of rice and every hour you saw the rice going into the other pot I think that would have more of an effect to me because you're you're literally seeing the yeah the the balance changing but no it's it's interesting isn't it yeah so I don't you know I I think his his reasoning for it was to make you more positive but it kind of made Mm. me a bit sad (laughs) (laughs) But also, what in his life has, like, when was that moment for him? So who told him that fact and did he go, bam? It was actually, he did tell us us who told him that fact. And it's actually a guy we work with on a project um, who told him it just before Christmas. And he was kind of pondering on it over New Year and thought, do you know what? That's how I'm going to look at life now. But I I can see the positivity in that. If you have, uh, you know a task that you don't really want to do make it enjoyable because yeah you've got said, yeah time left no it does make sense it does make sense interesting should okay. we move on to some advice yeah. i'm gonna spin mine back to imp- sorry excuse that back to imposter imposter syndrome um and i'm gonna use your advice where you said if they didn't think you're good enough they wouldn't have given it to you so take that in a broader sense that you can do it, believe in yourself. Um, you're doing what you do for a reason and everything happens for a reason. Oh, wholesome. Yeah. My piece of advice is going to link back to the hours thing. And it's going to okay. be take one hour this week for yourself to mm-hmm. do something you really enjoy, whether that's doing a puzzle doing some exercise, uh, singing in the shower, whatever it is, just one hour for yourself this week. Nice. Love that. Love that. Talking of doing things for yourself, I've recently been blasting music and just singing my lungs out. Oh, it's the best. It's been great. I look, do you know what I love is driving, Mm. stick on, it's yeah. you know, as long as you know all the words to. And I do not care if there's a car that pulls. In fact, I quite enjoy when a car pulls up next <laughs> to me and I'm bopping away, dancing, singing my heart out. And you know they're looking at you mm-hmm. thinking you look a bit weird. And I think, do you know what? I'm having such a good time. Yeah. Oh, I love it. 100% I agree. love it. Yeah. Such a good feeling, especially when you're in like such a good mood and you literally feel, yeah. this can sound so cringe, but you literally feel the music inside of you and you're like, this is in my soul. Yeah. And you're like, Going for it, feeling it. Oh, yeah, love it. Yeah, very enjoyable. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of songs, mm-hmm. we need to depart on a song. Yes, I need to start preparing a song to uh, sing to. It's all about you. Boom, boom. It's all about you, baby. It's all about you. Boom, boom. It's all about you, baby. 
Um, There we go. Oh, we're carrying on, we're carrying on. no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's the a big duet. guitar ending. Okay, nice. All right. Thanks for listening again, Wow. Chirpers. As Yeah. Courtney normally does this bit, so I don't really know what I'm saying, but do the subscribe -y thing and the likey thing and the the, Yeah, the remember to... commenty thing. I don't know. Yes, that's, that's exactly it. Remember to download each episode as this gives us more views and it just makes us look better than we are. So cheers. Uh, make sure you subscribe so you can get notifications when uh, we post our new podcasts. I get them every Monday at midnight, so you guys should get the same thing as well. Um, make sure you rate us as well. If you like us, please say. If you don't, keep it to yourself. Mind your own business. Um, and on that note, we are over and out. Make sure to follow us on Instagram <laughs> at Sex with Cricket and on Twitter as well. Same handle. And get yeah in add our DMs, to the end I guess. oh yeah Make sign them up to our DMs with your tongue twisters of Yeah. I wish to wash my Irish wristwatch Yes. I... I, no, it's I wish to wash. What was it? Yeah, I I wish to wash my Irish wristwatch. I wish to wash my Irish wristwatch. Ah, There you go. Nailed it. I'm ending on that. Nailed No, it. my life cannot get better. No. All right. Thank Bye, you, everyone. friends. Love ya. Bye. Bye.